Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Bears, Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, craft beer. My name is Asif Lakani. My co-host is Nabil Lalani. Hell yeah. And on today's episode, we are back drinking some beers and talking football, talking a little bit of baseball today. Plus, uh, who knows what else we're going to talk about. You know, we're just kind of having some fun with it. Ain't that right, Nabil? I feel like I haven't drank a beer in a while, so I'm going to gladly drink one real quick. Let me just pour this up right, right over here. Look at that. I, oh, I'm we, a little bit of spillage. Yeah, see, Nabil needs some practice, man. He hasn't drank a beer on this show in weeks, and now he's spilling weeks. everywhere. It's kind of like it's kind of like what happened when the boat used to drink beer on the show. Anyway, he would always spill something. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I, I guess I'm doing it the proper way then, right? We're back in mid-season form, my friend. Whoa. Um, what are you drinking? So this is a uh, Western Skyline uh, from Humble Forager, which was um, donated to me by you. Did I say that right? Donated <laughs> to me by you. Yeah, uh, you're welcome for my charity. IPA, <laughs> uh, Chinook, Centennial, Mosaic, and Citra. So we got um, a quad of hops. And, you know, it, it, the color looks pretty West, West Coasty, you know. You yeah. Know, it's like a nice little West Coast color right over here. I don't know if you want to take a screen grab of that. I, I can never see your beer. So, I, you know, I don't think, I think it's about time you abandoned that background because you always try to show me stuff and all I see is recording in progress. Well, the, the irony is, is I have this recording background screen up, but I don't ever get around to- aware that we're recording because I'm not aware. Well, that I was going to say, but I never get around to uploading anything on YouTube anyway. Like I have this background for yeah. YouTube. <laughs> And then I just don't get around to uploading it for uh, YouTube. I, I, I'm pretty sure YouTube, we know that we're, that this is being recorded as well. It's not like, they're like oh, they're not recording yet. It's not in progress. All right. Hey, Re- regardless. All right. So that, that's a color right there. All right. I'll take off the background for today, at least for a second, uh, so you can see my beer. Uh, let me see your beer. Now, now we're like back to like plain Jane, you know. There we go. Ball. Listen. Listen, I, I'm, I'm pretty plain. There, I can see your beer. I can see you using a bowl to one glass. I'm using an Orpheus glass because, you know, we're representing Atlanta since the Braves are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Yeah, even though they already won or lost. I don't even know. Did they win or lose? They won. I'm you assuming know, they won. They, they won. Yeah, they won. I, I, I was out for a run. What can I say? They, there you go. Well, speaking of run, the Braves got three runs in their win. Shout mm-hmm. out to Jack Peterson. And I ran with, three miles. Jack Peterson and Anthony Rizzo. They, they don't count out the Riz. Right, the bat. And yeah, really, it was Jack Peterson hit the home run, but it was Anthony Rizzo's bat that actually got right, it. Right, um, right. I think that's my new team name, Anthony Rizzo's Bat Distance. I, I mean, you know, whatever you want. Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo's I, Bat Length? I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you keep coming up with those, I might have to go back to the background, so just be careful. Why? Well, what does one have to do with the other? What are you drinking? Oh, well, yeah, so what am I drinking? I'm drinking a... Monsoon season hazy triple India pale ale. So look at that. We got three runs. Triple India. Triple a tripa. I'm drinking a tripa. A triple India pale ale. And this is what you know know, in India, I'm not in Europe, in like all like all European countries, they don't call IPAs IPAs. They call them IPAs. IPAs. And they call double IPAs dippas and triple IPAs tippas. Tippa. All right, so I'm drinking a Tippa 
And shout out to Ology Brewing. This is a monsoon season. Hazy Triple IPA is the comment and Strata Hops. And this is pretty good beer, actually. I, you know, I've had I've had quite a day in the bill because I was trying to go to the game and then I couldn't go. And then the Red Sox game, I mean the White Sox game got postponed, so I probably could have gone. Whatever. Anyway, I got a nice strong beer here. And this is at uh how strong is this? This is 10 percenter. So you know, You're right at on 10%. time. Hey man, I'm trying. I'm trying to be part of the ten percent. You know, whatever that means. But, trying to be part uh, of a certain percent. There you go. But um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell, I don't know what the percentage was, but I know Matt Ryan completed a lot of his passes yesterday, like a good percentage of his passes. You know. What is that? Um. So like, I know he threw for like was it around three hundred yards? But like, mm-hmm. how many meters was that? I don't know. That's a good question. They should they should do like the London football games and like the metrics, right? Like, right. You know? that, that only makes sense to me. Yeah. Although, I mean, in terms of London football, I would say Kyle Pitts maybe had the best London celebration, touchdown celebration of all time, or if not the greatest touchdown celebration so, of all time. So that the video that you posted, I didn't see the celebration on there. What was that celebration? Could you the, could you like explain it? Yeah, he just had the teacup. You know, they did a little teacup celebration with the pinky out. Like they're was he a little team. teacup, short and stout? Uh, well, Kyle Pitts is not short nor stout. I guess he's kind of stout, but he's not short. And he caught his first touchdown yesterday, as you predicted. Um, I think I did predict that, right? You did, you did say that it has to happen. And that was before we found out that Calvin Ridley wasn't even going to be in the game. And, right, or, right. Right. And so, um, yeah, Kyle Pitts had his – it's funny, but you and I were both like kind of spot on with that because I was like – I think for his breakout game, he's going to have like 10 receptions, 125 yards and a touchdown or two. And you said he has to have his first touchdown yesterday. And sure enough, Kyle Pitts' stat line yesterday was nine receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown. So like, I mean, we're pretty much like as close as you can be, you know, to, to getting it right or to predicting that. And then, yeah, just to recap, his, his touchdown celebration was a little teacup thing. Uh, with the rest of the team, they had a little cup of tea because, of course, they're in Britain. And um, I think I think that touchdown might have been caught from like 18 meters out. I don't know. It's like a six-yard touchdown. So, you, you know what would be the ultimate like British celebration, like London celebration? Right. It's like after after a team scores a touchdown, they go to the other team's sideline and take over slowly, and it's just they're just colonizing the entire sideline. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, we might get a complaint about that, just so you know. But one, By who? By <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> the, the nine people who listen to this podcast and the two that aren't us every week. <laughs> we appreciate you listeners, though. We really do appreciate it. One, and two, I will say I think the Falcons did end up colonizing the Jets because they played a pretty good game, man. Like, for the most part, uh, the Falcons offense was a little slow to get started. But uh, then they then they just poured it on, and I think what really did it is there's one play earlier in the game where like Kyle Pitts wasn't in the right formation, and Matt Ryan had to waste a timeout on him, and you could see it on the camera when they're going to commercial break. He's like said something like "What the fuck, rookie?" You know, like he called like he called him out on it, and sure enough, after that, Kyle Pitts was like on. Like I don't think he had a single catch before that play happened, and then as soon as as Matt Ryan yelled at him, it was just like, okay, we're in a different game right now because 
everything was just started clicking for the Falcons. Um, so like some people have criticized the Falcons play calling not being the best and Arthur Smith, they're like, yo, what's he going on with these play calls? And it looked like that for like the first, like, I don't know, like quarter, quarter and a half yesterday, maybe. And then the Falcons just kind of started got rolling and they figured out how to get everybody involved. That wasn't Calvin Ridley. So Cordero Patterson was involved. Mike Davis had another touchdown. Hayden Hurst got his first touchdown of the year. Uh, Kyle Pitts got his first touchdown of his career. He had a huge game. Matt Ryan, again, had a great game. And then the defense, they got a couple of turnovers. Uh, and what was great about the Falcons, not to say that anytime they turn the ball over, it's good, but the Falcons had like uh, two lost fumbles in the game yesterday. And, excuse me, as you know, in the build, the game got a little closer at the end, mm-hmm. a little too close for comfort for some people. But the Falcons were able to withstand that storm. And even if it was the Jets, I mean, we'll take it, you know, because I think it's just a matter of you take this win, you build on it, you're going into the bye week, and now you just have a week to focus on like, okay, cool. What have we been struggling with so far this season? So maintaining the leads, maybe the efficient play calling, and, uh, you know, either protecting the ball or forcing turnovers. And so now, like, the Falcons have a lot of – tape to look at and say okay here's what we haven't done so well this season and also here's what we have done so well this season let's take a week off regroup refocus rest up a little bit and then come make our strong push out and uh we'll talk about it next week but just so everybody's aware the falcons play the dolphins next week or in their next game which is our week after the bye yeah so uh not this coming sunday but next sunday they play the dolphins who are a banged up team and I mean, not to say that any game in the NFL is easy, but like that's one of those games that you should win if you're the Falcons, right? Then uh, you turn around and you go Carolina and New Orleans. So like to get another win before you start division play for the Falcons would be huge. And um, I think that's kind of, I think the Falcons fans, like I said, last weekend was, uh, or this past weekend was a must win game for the Falcons and they did what they had to do. So all is well in the Queens universe uh, for as long as the Falcons are there. And then hopefully they'll get Calvin Ridley back in the next game or two, right? Which would be even better. Get Russell Gage back. So then they have their full offense to move forward when they get to Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa, you know, all that stuff down later on in the season. So I mean, as a Falcons fan, it's a good, happy Monday. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, cheers to that, right? Cheers. No, I, I've got two takeaways. Well, from the Falcons game, I got two takeaways. One takeaway is the Falcons should just play New York teams for the rest of the season. <laughs> right. I mean, Even though against the, New York City, baby. Right. There we go. I mean, you know, this big apple cannot handle the big peach. That's the yeah. way I see it. Um, the other takeaway I have from the Falcons game is, and this is like, I feel like I can bring in expertise to this despite, you know, I, I see the game differently than other people, I feel like. And I, I feel like I'm an expert on this, and I can bring my opinion to this part of the game. Um, what is happening with Arthur Smith's beard? Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, it, it, it's, like, dark on the sides, but it's, like, white at the bottom. And, like, it, at certain angles, it looks like he doesn't have, like, a beard below, like, the chin. It just looks like he has, like, mutton chops, like, humongous mutton chops i mean you know i I feel like i have the right to bring this i I feel like if if you know between you and me on the podcast or even a lot of other podcasts i have the right to bring this up what is going on with this i don't understand 
Yeah, I mean, no, that's fair. I will say in 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 the in the defense of our head coach, apparently there was a lot of sunshine at Wembley Stadium or Tottenham Stadium yesterday, and mm-hmm. so like even Kyle Pitts said when he caught that touchdown. He was looking directly into the sunlight. Actually, he just kind of had to spot the ball uh, last minute. So well, I, I think like this, this I nah, think the sunspotting is kind of what you're seeing. No, I, no, no, no. This, this, it wasn't even. You know, it was his beard in general. It's just white at the bottom, and like it, you can't tell he has a beard on the bottom. It's weird. I Let mean, look at it again. Know, are we calling it this beard So, huh? Beardgate? Are you calling Beardgate? No, no, no. It's not Beardgate. I mean, nothing happened. I, I'm just like, you know, I, I need to know what's happening. I mean, you know, I've never seen such like a perfect white at the bottom and color on top. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, like that, I, that is what I'm looking like. The bi week improvements, I need the beard to be improved on. I was going to say, I think you just gave me a homework. I think you just gave me a homework assignment mm-hmm. for the bi week. Which is yeah. to figure no, out what's going on. Priority with number one, Arthur Smith and Ruger Beard. Priority number two, get the ball to Kyle Pitts. Priority number three, find out if Calvin Ridley is your number one wide receiver after the season or either trade him or extend him. Priority number four, I would say figure out defense. So there you go. All right. But you did say priority number one is a beard. And now that I'm looking at pictures of Arthur Smith, I can't unsee it. I can't like not yeah, right. see what you're talking about. Yeah, this is kind of strange. Hey, man, right. I'll take it. The guy's got swag. He's got class, and we're winning football games in Atlanta. Technically in London. We're winning football games in London. We'll see what happens when we get back to Atlanta. We have not won a game winning, at home yet. You know what? How about you're winning football games via JFK? Because, you, you know, you have to find the JFK to beat the Giants. You have to find the JFK to beat the Jets. So JFK is your, like, boom. Did they, did, they have to go to, did they have to go to JFK? I don't know. They, 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 they probably flew private. They probably flew private. Probably, That's what I was going to say. Hartsfield is free baller. But you did say it's a yeah. New York team. And yeah. essentially, the Falcons are winning games in New York, against New York, and in London. They have yet to win a home game. And they don't have another home game for like another month. So we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, I mean, all is well in Atlanta today. The Braves won. The Falcons won yesterday. I mean, we're, and and the Georgia Bulldogs are the number one team in the land. So great, great and, time to be in the Peace State. What's up? And uh, a Kennesaw local kid just um, threw his first NFL touchdown. So um, I don't I don't know if you knew, but uh, you know Chicago took over Vegas this weekend. You know. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it was the Bears at the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, which I will never get used to saying, the Vegas Raiders. And, um, you know, this was um, this was the first Justin Fields start as him being the starting quarterback going forward. When we last had a conversation, you and I asked if on podcast air, um, it was Matt Nagy saying Andy Dalton is our QB one until further notice. And then the next day, the further notice came out that Justin Fields is now the QB one which is pretty cool. So, you know, Justin Fields was QB1. This was his first start as, you know, the team started going forward. I know he had a couple of starts before that, but yeah, this was his first, like, start as the QB1 going forward. And, um, yeah, I mean, the numbers weren't amazing, but there were a lot of key plays that I did like. I mean, you know, one, he, he threw his first NFL touchdown. It was a, it was a good pass to Jasper Horstead. It might have been his first t- t- touchdown, dude, but – that kid's been in the league for a while. 
Um, it was a rollout in the red zone and it was right to the tight end, uh, which looked good. And then, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of defense playing well and a lot of the running game. I mean, I know everyone was worried about the Bears running game with David Montgomery going down, but, you know, Cleo Herbert, rookie, put up 74 yards. Uh, Damien Williams put up about, I think, 70 yards and a touchdown. 60, I got 64 in the touchdown right here, according to that. Oh, 64 in touchdown, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we combined for over 100 yards rushing. Um, passing game needs improvement. I mean, we, 111 yards isn't going to cut it, especially if we're going to beat the Packers next week. 111 yards passing is not going to cut it. But, you know, 111 yards, one touchdown, no interception. That's good enough to beat the Raiders. And that's what we did. A lot of good key plays. One really good key play was on third down. You saw, you know, Justin Fields kind of go back, wait in the pocket, and then just bullet a pass right across the middle to Darnell Mooney right at the first down marker just to keep a drive running, which I think that that extended play resulted in the touchdown that he threw later on. So a lot of good stuff coming from Justin Fields, but still not – I don't – I'm not satisfied. I'm, I haven't seen enough. I mean, yesterday I saw Davis Mills, another rookie, put up three touchdowns on Bill Belichick, you know, why can mm-hmm. Davis Mills put up three touchdowns on Bill Belichick, but Justin Fields can't? And Davis and Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Davis Mills right now. Right. 100%. Well, I will say just to, before you go forward in the bill, I will say, I mean, you did see your keys to the victory for the Bears yesterday is, you know, you can't put the game too much in Justin Fields' hands, right? Like you don't want him to mm-hmm. throw more than like 25 times, I believe is what you said. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. his stat line from yesterday is 12 for 20 with 111 yards and a touchdown. And like you said, 111 yards, that's good, but it's not great. And it's also not something that you want to stick with. You like you need to do more than that, and you want to build on mm-hmm. that. Uh, and then on the flip side, too, in terms of the carries, Khalil Herbert had 18 carries and Damian Williams had 16 carries. So, And then Justin Fields did have uh, the ball three times as well on, on the ground. So in terms of like the game plan that you laid out last week, so Matt Nagy must be one of the other – nine listeners of the show because I think he heard you because because <laughs> yeah. the game plan you laid out is what they Bears did and it worked and they got the win um and a lot of it was just keeping them in the game which is what the defense did too right but that's the Vegas Raiders not necessarily the Green Bay yeah. Packers who's next week right right and before I do move on to the Packers just a couple other things I do want to say I mean Yes, the, and I, I know I always speak more on the offense than the defense, but at this point, I have to give the defense kudos. I mean, Khalil Mack is having a season right now. I think he has five sacks in the season. The Bears are leading the league in sacks still. Travis Gibson is looking like a legit pass rusher. Um, you know, the Bears' defense is who we thought they were. They're finally, like, looking – like the Bears defense. And um, now we can transition to the Packers next week. Because it looks like it looks like y'all got an interception yesterday too. Yeah, by um, – what's his name? Harold – Harold Quarters Robertson, something like that? Do you have uh, it? Do you have the name? Uh, Travis It's Gibson. like a three name. It's like, uh, like three – he has three names. He's DeAndre Houston Carson? Houston Carson, there we go. I knew there was a hyphenated okay. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's been our, he's been on our team for a couple of years. I think he's our nickel right now. But yeah, we had had you know turnover battle. We're winning that. One good thing that I did like about Justin Fields this week, no interceptions. And that's huge, you know, especially him being a rookie. 
no interceptions. And I know we're, we're looking at Justin Fields right now with like kid gloves, training wheels, or whatever you want to call it. But that's what we have to kind of go with right now. Um, fast forward to this upcoming Sunday, Packers at Bears. This is a huge game. You know, Bears coming to Chicago. If the Bears want to make the playoffs this year, I'm thinking we have to win the division because the wild cards are coming from the NFC West. There's no mm-hmm. way we're going to have a better record than, um, you know, right now, Arizona and Rams. I mean, Rams are going to make the playoffs. Arizona is going to make the playoffs. Seattle, we don't know just because Russell Wilson is injured. But then San Fran, I don't know. San Fran doesn't look as good as they did earlier. So then we may get the, the extra wild card spot. But then, you, you know, you also have Carolina and Tampa. Um, NFC East isn't looking that good. So you have a shot at the wild card, but I still think NFC West is where everything's coming out of. Um, so winning the division would be huge and winning this game against the Packers would be huge. Um, and to do that, the defense is going to have to go first. I mean, and you saw the game against Packers, Bengals, Packers look beatable Packers. This is not last year's green Bay Packers. You can see that there is a big difference. The defense that the Packers have isn't as good. Jair Alexander is out. So, you know, you, this defense isn't as good as it was last year. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, but it looks like his weapons aren't as good as they were. Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams, but I think they are, are missing Jamal Williams. I do think that Aaron Jones is, He's still fantastic, but he's not last year's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones last year was ridiculous. Um, so they are beatable. And Cleo Mack is going to have to be a huge part of that. Robert Quinn's going to have to be a huge part of that. Roquan Smith is going to have to be a huge part of that. And also the, the biggest key to the game is actually going to be Jalen Johnson, I feel like. Jalen Johnson has been P, uh, PFF's, one of PFF's top-ranked corners so far this year, and he's gone up against elite wide receivers like Cooper Cup, uh, like Jamar Chase. Um, yesterday, Hunter Ronfro, you know, he's, he's not elite, but Jalen Johnson is about to go against maybe the number one wide receiver in the league, at least the number one fantasy wide receiver in the league, who is Devontae Adams. So yeah. we have to see what Jalen Johnson can do against Devontae Adams. This is where Jalen Johnson proves if he is an elite corner or if he's just been, you know, having good matchups. Um, so that's what I want to see this week in terms of the offense, you know, keep it similar, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But one thing I do want to see, I haven't seen that many RPOs and mm-hmm. um, one play that I do want to see that we haven't done that. I haven't seen yet at least. And Matt Nagy did this a lot with, Mitch Trubisky, especially his first year with Mitch Trubisky, was when there was an RPO option, and then he would just throw the ball to the tight end. And I know Cole Komet isn't looking like the elite tight end we thought we were getting, and that's fine. If Cole Komet can't run this play, put Allen Robinson there. Put Darnell Mooney there. Put Marquise Goodwin there. But that run-pass option where you're giving the ball to the running back and then you're pulling it and then immediately throwing it to the tight end or running it as the quarterback or just handing it off. I mean, these are three, you know, it's three options. Three plays you one. Have. Yeah, literally three plays And it's a quick play. It's a quick read. And the other thing, other reason why I want to see this is because the Packers just picked up Jalen Smith from the Cowboys. Jalen, it'll be Jalen Smith's first potential game as a Packer. You know, he, he's not going to know exactly what he's doing right away take advantage of that and then Justin Fields 
I want to see Fields run the ball more and not those design runs that you saw this week. You know, there was a key third down play. It was like third and five. And it was what the Bears did. It was just a design run by Justin Fields, which led to a two-yard loss. You know, I don't want to see those type of design runs. I want to see more, you know, you get players deep, make room, and then Justin Fields runs. And lastly, I want to see some wheel routes by running backs. I mean, you have um, Damian Williams, you have Khalil Herbert, two running backs who can catch the ball, two running backs that are fast. You know, give me a Texas route. Give me a wheel route. Give me a route where, you know, you see your running back go out and wait and see if anyone spots the running back. If no one does, throw him the ball. Because that's exactly what Tariq Cohen was doing, you know, two years ago. And that's what made him so good. And he's not there right now, but you can still use players like Tariq Cohen to get used. Yeah. Well, and to your point, I think like anytime you play the Packers, obviously maybe the number one key to beating the Packers is keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Right. Mm -hmm. So like a run, the RPO will help keep him off the field. If you can move the chains, you got two running backs. You can rely on, even though it's not your number one guy, you have two running backs. You can rely on fresh legs Mm -hmm. throughout the game. And then your young quarterback is also young. You don't have to rush him. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to rush him at all. You just let him take his time. Because in taking his time, he'll also be able to help milk the clock a little bit. And even if you don't have the lead, you just got to make sure you're in the game enough at the end to let Mason Cosby miss three field goals in a row and give you another chance yeah. to win the game. And that, that, right. that, that'll do it for you, right? Right. And you know what? I want to see a deep pass to Mooney. I want to see a deep pass to Allen Robinson. Because, look, this week, Jamar Chase. And I know Jamar Chase might be a better wide receiver than Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney down the road. But right now, Allen Robinson is probably better than Jamar Chase, you know, as a as like a veteran wide receiver. So he can get open like this. But you just haven't fed Allen Robinson the ball enough. You know, my fantasy team's down. My fantasy team needs Allen Robinson to get the ball more. But yeah, get Allen Robinson the ball. Um, get Darnell Mooney the ball. Try right. to see what you have in Cole Komet. And but this yeah, is a division I mean, game. So it's one of those games where it's yeah. like, okay, we know everything. We know every look. We know every play. Mm-hmm. We know every player. We know every little thing that they like to do, the hard counts, the false starts, or the, you know, whatever. So this is yeah. going to be a game where it's like, okay, what can you pull out that you haven't shown your opponent yet? And it's like, okay, the Darnell Mooney game, the Allen Robinson game, maybe Cole Komet. Finally, it's like, all right, dude, this is your chance. Like, this is the breakout game. We got three or four plays designed specifically for you that we're going to put you out there in key moments and you know how are you going to what secret weapons can you bring out in a game where the opponent knows you literally inside and out because this is one of the few division matchups um like any division matchup that the falcons play this year it's a new head coach right so like nobody knows what arthur smith is really trying to do but matt Nagy, matt lafleur have gone head to head a few times already so it's like okay cool man i've seen you before i'm going to see you again but have you seen this play before? Have you seen me run this before? Have you seen Justin Fields before? That might be the X factor, you know? Um, exactly. And so you don't want to give away too much tape and you won the game. So, I mean, I think it's going to be fun regardless because it's the Packers game. And this is one of those, this is, it's early enough in the season where it matters. This is a huge game in terms of what the rest of the season could look like. Cause if you could steal one now from the Packers, mm-hmm. then like come November, December, you're like, okay, cool. You can breathe a little bit easier because you know, you're right. putting the work already. Right. Right. Um, another key thing we had to keep an eye on this week. 
Um, you know, Khalil Mack was playing hurt last week, so we got to see how much he's practicing this week. I don't, I don't anticipate Khalil Mack missing this game, but that's something to keep keep an eye on. Akeem Hicks did miss the game against the Raiders. I'm hoping he's going to play against the Packers because that's a player we are going to need. And um, outside of that, I mean, relatively everyone else should. Oh, um, Jermaine and Fetty did go down the Bears' right tackle, so. Um, I don't know if Larry Borum is a, is available yet for the Bears, but he did. Larry Borum did go down week one. You know, former Mizzou product, Asif. So let's see if Larry Borum come back, or if we got Jermaine Effetti at right tackle this week. So lots of stuff to keep an eye on the injury report. Um, you know, outside of that, you know, we just I, I need for the Bears to win this game. I need Travis Gibson. This is the name I'm saying. You're gonna have to learn this name soon, Travis Gibson, to get two sacks. Now, okay. Khalil Mack is a player they're going to scheme to stop. Robert Quinn's a player they're going to try to scream, scream, scheme to stop. As you guys can see, I haven't drank that that much, you know, for a while. So I'm, you know, I'm slurring. Uh, Robert Quinn is a player that they're going to scheme to stop. So Travis Gibson is going to have to be the key factor this week. And he did have a sack and a tackle for loss yesterday. So I mean, yes, he, he, can, he can do it. I mean, he can certainly get after the quarterback, as we know. Uh, and you know, it's ironic, bro, because you and I are hoping this podcast is hoping to go two again, two and oh, against the state mm-hmm. of Wisconsin this week because we got the Packers coming up on Sunday and you got mm-hmm. game four in the NLDS between the Braves and the Brewers tomorrow. The Braves have a chance to close it out at home. Uh, I'm gonna refresh this page real fast. I don't think they've announced the starting pitchers for tomorrow yet, so. You know, well, that's going to be uh, check it. So as a podcast, we're going to boycott cheese because we can't boycott beer. But we'll just boycott cheese. Okay, we're not going to boycott cheese either. We're just going to yeah. We did just two and zero against Wisconsin. That's the move. You know, we can we can boycott cheese curds because I've never really had one of those in like. Oh, they're they're really good. I'll but I'll boycott cheese curds. They're really good. Yeah, I've had I haven't had one in like a couple years. I shouldn't say I never had one, but we'll boycott cheese curds this week. As we hope to go two and zero against Wisconsin for the podcast, we'll, we'll boycott Miller Miller products. How about that? Okay, actually, no, I, mean, I like Miller. What about say? Don't make it. Don't make it difficult. Nabil. just get the sacks on the quarterback, get the RPO going, get the secret weapons out there, and then for the Braves, you know, just like play. Just play your game. Bat? Yeah, take advantage of the home field, right? I mean, Braves at home, Bears at home. What more could you ask for? in terms of having it gifted to you on a silver platter. Um, that doesn't include cheese curds or cheese or Miller or any Wisconsin products. No PBR for you in the bill. I'm sorry to say, I know you like your PBR, but no PBR this week. Who doesn't like PBR? Hey, I mean, when you're trying to be Wisconsin, there's no PBR involved, okay? So yeah, old, style. old style. There you go. Um, and, then, and then once we do beat them, we will crack the champagne of beers to celebrate. Miller High Life. There you go. The good stuff, man. I love me some of that. And uh, yeah, man, this is, uh, but you know, it's crazy. I'll just point out real fast in terms of the Falcons next opponent, they play the Dolphins, but the Dolphins play in London on Sunday. And then they somehow have a game the Sunday after. I didn't know that was possible. So teams can elect to not have a bye week after their, um, their London trip if they want to. Interesting. So, so they can they can get a later bye week. I think teams prefer later bye weeks than this early bye week. But it kind of makes sense for the Falcons to have an early bye week just because since this is a new coach, they right. probably want an early bye week to make like, okay, what have I learned so far? What do I need to do? 
to like keep the season going. Exactly. So it kind of makes about. sense that early bye week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what we talk about. I don't know if I don't know if the Jaguars are on bye after next Sunday, but let's just assume that Urban Meyer is also going to stay back again after this trip to hang out in London. Yeah. At the bars over there. Yeah. Just just putting his finger in places it shouldn't be. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how Poking to transition around. out of right. I was gonna say I don't know how to transition out of that one, but I know that our social media is at Bears, Birds, and Brews, and uh, again, two and zero against two two and zero against Wisconsin this week. I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, hey man, I like I said, it's a great time to be an Atlanta sports fan right now. You got the number one college football team in the country. Your Braves are, you know, one win away from the NLCS, and then the Falcons are on the up, right? And the best Falcons football we've seen in years, uh, and hopefully there's more of that to best come. Best Falcons then, football you've seen in years? You guys got one win. You guys have two wins. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude, they have they have half as many wins as they did last year already. So I would say this is probably the best Falcons football we've seen in years, unfortunately. Um but uh, yeah, Nabil, what else are you want to add before we go off? I think I mean, we knew this was going to be a short episode because there's only one game to talk about. Uh, I was going to say we got predictions. Oh yeah, yeah, we got to do that. All right, so let's go to predictions. And um, all right, let's start with the let's start with Chargers at Ravens. Baltimore minus three and a half. There's a lot of good games on the NFL schedule next Sunday, even though the Falcons yeah. aren't playing. Yeah, Chargers at Ravens. Baltimore minus three and a half. Um, Baltimore's going to come off a short week. I think they're playing at Indy tonight. It is Monday. Uh, it's a victory Monday for us, but it is Monday. And what time is the game? Is it, I didn't write that down, did I? Uh, no, let's see. I'll see if I can pull it up real fast. Man, I have so many tabs open, and then I don't have enough tabs open. How many incognito have... you got? Oh, that's, that's a different tab. That tab I, I cannot open while we are on the air right now. So don't worry about that one. But as far as that Ravens game next Sunday, it is at, come on. We, all right, man, my whole screen just loaded again. Look at this, man. I'm clicking around on things I shouldn't be clicking on. All things Like Urban Meyer. Right, exactly. Putting, putting my pointer finger in places where it shouldn't go. And the Ravens are at home next Sunday against the Chargers. That's a 1 p.m. game. 1 p.m. So it's breakfast football for the Chargers. You know what? I believe in Justin Herbert. I got Chargers winning 24-21. Okay. Um, man, Justin Herbert is the real deal. He is the real mm-hmm. deal. I think that's, 100%. I mean, 100%. I think I kind of hope secretly that this isn't the only time we see these teams play this year, which inevitably sets up the playoff matchup, hopefully – between the Chargers and the Ravens. And um, I'm going to take Baltimore on this one just because I think like the home field advantage for them is going to be huge. And uh, so I'm going to take Baltimore on this one, 27-24. It should be a hell of a game, though. Uh, As for the next game that we're going to pick, we're going to go with Arizona at Cleveland. I don't know how this – this is a 4 o'clock game, so it's good right timing for this one. And, uh, yeah, you got Arizona at Cleveland. Cleveland minus 2.5. So push really probably. Um, the, as of now, the Cardinals are five and zero. I guess they will be by next week too. And the Browns are three and two. So who do you got, Nabil? You know, if Baker Mayfield didn't have that torn labrum, I think I would have gone. You know, I'm still going to go the Browns. Uh, yeah. I think this is the game that the Cardinals do lose. 
I got Browns winning 30 to 27. I mean, like you said, it should be another good game. And uh, I'm actually going to take the Cardinals in this one because they, they were struggling a little bit yesterday, but they ended up winning, which I think says a lot about how good that team is. And, I mean, like you said, Baker Mayfield, not 100% right now. So not great for Cleveland, especially in a game like this is when you need your quarterback to be, like, on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take Arizona with this one, and I'm going to take Arizona 31-24. Should be a good game. And then lastly, the big one, Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay minus four and a half. And uh, I'll go first since, you know, you are the okay. great finale. Yeah. But uh, Green Bay at Chicago, Green Bay minus four and a half. I hate to say it, man, but I think I think the Packers are going to win this game just because, like, they're not going to let what happened on Sunday against the Bengals, Bengals happen again. And I think this is still, you know, Justin Fields, as great as he is, is still in the learning period. You don't have, uh, you know, your, your short running back in David Montgomery. So I'm going to take the Packers from this one. But I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be like uh, – you know, Green Bay 27, Packer, uh, yeah, uh, Chicago 23. Bears get 23 points? Wow. Um, yeah, if the Bears have to score 23 points, there's no way they're going to win. Um, I think this is going to be – this is going to be like a very boring game, I believe. And um, if the Bears have a shot, I think it's going to have to be like Bears 17, Packers 14. Okay. So there you go, at Bears, Birds, and Brews. You got the predictions. You got the analysis. You got stuff to look forward to. You have a diet plan to be on as well for the next week. And um, we hope to talk to you all again next Monday for another Victory Monday at Bears, Birds, and Brews. We appreciate the time. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Show your love.